Okay, testing two. Okay, testing. This is my normal speaking voice. Um, if I got a bit excited, it'd be this. Shut your face, man. Oh, my God, man. That's my impression of you. Shut up. All right. Let's go. Let's let's get in there. Let's go. Get in there, baby. Um, do you start with music? Yeah. Has, has something happened before this? Yeah. Right, okay. So you can go welcome to... Welcome to the podcast. Um, it's called Can I Pod With Madness? Smooth, yeah. Um, it is the nation's favourite uh, heavy metal nostalgia Kerrang! Award-winning. It's not award-winning. When it winging pod, um, and yeah, we're very happy. Call it a pod because we're cool. You're down with the that's kids. cool. Uh, you're, so oh, the got pod, pod will have just dropped uh, today. Got which pod? Uh, yeah, we're so cool. This is likely well, this is the last one of the year, I guess. Da, 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 da. So, um, yeah, it's uh. I think we started in January, didn't we? Did we? I think we did. I remember you talking to me about it at um over I don't know whether it was over Christmas dinner, it probably wasn't like over a Christmassy dinner, do you remember? Yeah. Um, so that makes sense that it would have been it doesn't feel like a year. Um so what Put out you, zero quality content since then, which is what what have, uh, what have you learned? Um, not gonna lie, not a lot. Um, uh, less than I came into it with, probably props. Um, uh, Thursday, February the second. Oh, not really a year then, so nearly though, nearly. Not, not quite, but thanks for your efforts. So, um what uh, what are you up to this week? Have you got any rock news? You got any deep cut? I do have a deep cut. Well, it's not really a deep cut because um, no, anything you say is a deep cut. Well, is a deep cut. In yeah, well, uh, like yeah, sort of. I mean, it's sort of a deep cut. If you've never heard it or you've not heard it for a while. Um, well, that's what we want. We don't want something so obscure people have never heard. Um, no, true. So, oh God, is it only from? No, it can't be from that. Right. Okay. So it's not. Hmm, hold on. Um, I meant to get some facts about this before. Um, Make them up. We came on, and then. Um. Hold on. You, you can edit this so it's not as uh, painful as it feels right now. Hold on. No, it's verite. People like, it's like they're in the room with us. Uh, no, literally. As we look at our phones. Um, no one wants that. Oh. Um, I was just trying to convince you that the new um, Take That Song was good, wasn't I? You weren't having any of it. I mean. It's fine. I don't, I don't despise them the way I would have despised them back in the 90s. Yeah. It was, I sort of felt it was my duty to dislike anything pop. Oh, say, well, no, I was going to say, yeah, same. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Apart from 
All the pops I liked. Well, any, anything non-handsome. Shut your face. Oh, my God, I did that question you did of me. you got a point. <laughs> if, one, if one of your classic... I don't even realise. I don't even know do it. I, I didn't know that was a thing I did. I shut your face, man. It's you. God. Um, anyway, right, yeah. back to... Tell me about your deep cuts. Is, um, unless I'm mistaken, and obviously I could be, um, hold on, let edit this bit out. Okay. Let's I just, just want to fact shit. check myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it a Christmas song? No, sorry. I was going to do a... Um, Um, Christmas advert, and then I was sort of struggling to find one. Um, but like I was thinking, oh, but these were all like really well known. But we listened to Christmas adverts from the eighties, like like it's like normal radio, and I forget that other people perhaps don't do that. Um, so I got all confused in my head about what is relevant and not because, like. The Woolworths Christmas advert. Have a crappy Christmas. Oh. I, was about, I was about to play one of those. You said um, one the other day, an 80, 1983, which I believe was the very last one. Was it? I believe so. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I especially, I think we both do, but um, there is nothing better to listen to than 80s Slash nineties Christmas adverts and doesn't matter what they are. Any it anything matter, does it? It's um right, but so okay, back to my original point. So is Eat the Witch no, not Eat the Witch. Is Head First by Aerosmith. Okay. Which is the B side on Eat the Witch, the single, right? And yeah. so I got Eat the Witch single, um, by Aerosmith because that was at a time when I was buying everything. So, you know. Um, but Eat the Rich had the B-side of... Head First. Head First, even though obviously on a CD that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. But um, but then, after that, the uh, anthology came out, I believe. Um the um, Aerosmith, like, best of at that time, but it wasn't big ones. Was it the one with and the it, girl's bra? Yeah, from, and yeah. it had head first on it, and it really annoyed me because right. I thought, but that's not fair because you can't include that on a basic bitch album when, before this, we had to all buy the single yeah. of Eat the Rich. Yeah. Even though we had Eat the Rich on the album, yeah. we had to buy the single as well so we could Just have head first. Song, yeah. And then you go and stick it on a basic bitch album so that every basic bitch after that can go, oh, yeah, I know, head first. And then it's like, well, fuck's sake, why do I even fucking bother? But so, I mean, my unnecessary anger aside, it's a really good song. Um, but I'm not sure if you didn't have that best of, whether you'd necessarily 
know that it's already got something. Well, would <laughs> would you would they have put that on there just to give people a reason to buy it? Because it well, yeah, that makes sense. If they had all the albums, yeah, um, they'd somehow missed getting the singles. But the real fans well, buy the singles, don't they, to get everything? Well, I thought so. Um, let me let me let me let me see. Head first by Aerosmith. So what um, year is Eat the Rich? Was, it says oh, yeah, album, Young Lust, the Aerosmith Anthology. Yeah. That's not what fucking album it's on. That's a... But do, do you understand, like, my annoyance about yeah. this? Because yeah. it... Yeah, you go out of your way to get something... Yeah. ...sort of exclusive, and then a couple of years later, a couple of years down the line... Yeah. ...is then on a best of... That anyone can pick up, not that anyone can't pick up the other stuff, like it's really exclusive. You know what I mean, though? That yeah. They'll get that and they'll be like, ah, oh, I like, do looks like a lady. And then they'll hear that and then they'll be like, yeah, I know head first. Like, what? Like, that's a big deal. And then all of a sudden I'm irrelevant. Is. Um, you've, you've hit on. It's my beef. It's my beef. People do gatekeep because they feel irrelevant. Um, these new kids coming along and liking stuff that I used to like. Yeah. Yeah, because they won't like it with the same kind of passion as someone who buys a single so they can hear it. So, I mean, I'm assuming you can insert some sort of clip here, but um, it's a good song. Of the song. Well, let's just have a bit of it. it this Hold on a sec. It says head furs. There must have been a reason they put it put it on the anthology. Yeah. Um. But. Oh. Maybe the, I don't know. This has got live versions of Dream On and Sweet Emotion. Right. So they're obviously trying to sell it to existing fans as well as. Yeah, fans. maybe. And I guess it's possible that fans didn't buy the. Eat the Witch single, so didn't know the song, so you're giving fans, actual fans, something new because they might not have, they, it could have passed them by. Do you know something very similar happened to me? Right? In the late, eight, it, would, it would have been about 89, mm-hmm. right? I heard that there was a Led Zeppelin song that isn't on an album. Right. It's on no album. It's called Hey, Hey, What Can I Do? And like literally everyone listened to this and know where I'm going now. But I, I went out and the only thing it ever appeared on was like a, a sampler album called The New Age of Atlantic. Like a, it, it had all the, because they were on Atlantic Records and it had a song by Yes on it and it had a song by, I know, John Trine and just, just people from that period. It came out at the time, but I managed to find a, a, a vinyl album of it for like 50p at a record fair. It's like, oh, it's that song, it's that song that, that, that secret song that no one's ever heard. Yeah, 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 
like about three months after that, they released the remasters and it, it was on there. Yeah. You know, similar. And, and I felt oh, I should have just waited and not, I mean, maybe I spent more than 50p on the record and still got it. Yeah, it's a similar um, issue that you feel like, you know. You've done the work. Yeah, you've done the leg, leg work. Um, but I'm sharing it with everyone because it is a good song and it's worth seeing. So I can understand why they've put it on an album, but they should have put on an album before this. Um, but yeah. So oh, and I heard Crazy Crazy Nights again today. Amazing. So two two days in a row on two different radio stations. Oh wow, that's two different radio stations. It is good, isn't it? Yeah. And I was thinking the universe is perhaps telling me something. I was trying to work out what you're trying to tell me. And I was just thinking, like, yeah, and that's why I text you. <laughs> I think it's uh, trying to tell you nobody's trying to change you. Because that's who, who you am. Um, oh. um, yeah. But I thought, well, but that's, like, it is a good song. It's brilliant. It's, it's so You don't get bored of that. And fucking big and stompy and yeah. apparently not hit anywhere other than here. Mental, because that is an absolute banger. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's my um, that's my uh, deep cuts. That's a deep cuts That's a little Christmas gift to you. A song that can I... be found very easily on the... Shut up! It was even going to be that... That or Boss John by the um, Shaman. So. Shaman, yeah. Because I mentioned on the radio and I thought, I really like that song. Is that the one that goes techno tribal, positive revival, They had some fucking bangers, didn't they? I knew he liked Boss John. Don't you like LSI, Love, Sex, Intelligence, coming on with Seven Cents? Um, yeah, it's all right, but... Ebony's you know, good. Yeah, that's okay, but I think, you know, when you hear stuff and you feel like you could play it nine times in a row, that one after the other. Yeah. Boss drums on them. Yeah. Move any mountain. What are they up to now? I don't know if they're still going. I did actually look this up. I had a, had a bit of a, I went on a bit of a shaman tear at some point. Shaman, sorry. So are we yeah. going to address the fact that you just called the, them the shaman. Yeah, they're called the shaman. 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 But it's not. It's they're not, not called the, the shaman. That's not the word though, is but it? But they don't call themselves the shaman. Literally, no one says you're a shaman. shaman. You're a sh- you're shaman. Yeah, shaman. You might say shaman. Shaman. But you have to say the shaman. No, but they no spell one it differently. No, they spell it with an e. Find me a video where they introduce themselves as the shaman. Right. I'll shut I'll up. You Otherwise. For- Fucking definite. Yeah. There's the clip of them on top of the pops. And they say the shame men. The goes, shame men coming to you. That might just be his accent, though. Shaman. Shaman. I mean, look at it now and he won't say it, but um, shoot, we find it. Shame men, top of the pops. Oh, would it be forever people? Would it be Ebenezer Good? Would it be Move Any Mountain? I think it might be forever He people. looked like every single person at that time. Janice Anderson, Carleen Anderson's sister. Wait, they, what? They've done, they've done a bit of a 
Alice in Wonderland being the only. If I was coming up with that theme, I'd be like, yeah, I should sit down on this. <laughs> Do you not want to stand up in a caterpillar costume? Nah, it'd be, it'd be really cool if I sit. Are they suggesting that they take drugs? I mean, we'll have to... We'll I mean, to this is a good song. I mean... I like Boss Drum at the time, but if you told me I'd like any other Shaman song, I think it's because when I was that age, everything was like rave, rave, yeah. rave, yeah. and it wasn't. It just wasn't what I was into. So this mm-hmm. felt like everyone that I wasn't into who was about six years older than me, and it was not aimed at me, and yeah. I felt really isolated from what this was meant to be aimed at. I know what you mean, but they had some. They were they were like good at pop singles, you know. Like well, I real... thought he's a good, he's a good. It was really naughty. Like yeah. I thought, I can't believe that they were getting away with that. So, um, uh, I yeah, mean, but now no... I can obviously appreciate the. They're no KLF, but uh, KLF make is um makes me think of me, me being younger actually because um because I remember watching unless I. This might be one of those false memories of time. Yeah. But I think I remember watching um, the video for Moo Moo Land. Is that what it's called? Um, on TVAM. So whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I used to watch TVAM before school. And I always remember in winter and I had a like a chair sort of an angle next to the radiator so I'd squish myself in between the chair and the radiator because it was nice like like a cat like it was really nice and cozy yeah watch tvam before I had to go to school um so depend those would need to fact check me and see whether I, um remember that right when was this uh 91 well when was tvam um running till google it and then we can know them right. Um, uh, 1992. There you go. Right. So were they on there or did they just show the video? Um, I think they... I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, you know the video because Tammy Wynette is on a... Yeah. You know, but I, don't, I, I can't remember whether I've seen... And, you know, when you... That might be a false memory of a say video or live, but... Yeah. Um. Yeah, definitely that. And it was winter, I think probably before Christmas, really dark outside. You know, you don't want to go to school because it's really dark. But it was really cosy in my bedroom because I sort of squished myself next to the radiator in this chair and watched that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so good memories of this song, but based on TVM and the fact that it was near Christmas and it was cosy. Well, TVM might have played it because Tammy Winnett's. I mean, I don't think they would normally have played KLF songs. They they probably played played a pop chart of you know like a yeah, it's a hot song you know it's, they weren't I don't know what you you expecting from T, they weren't revolutionary <laughs> it was as basic as you come well the KLF were quite subversive but I, mean, I guess it's weird though that a morning show like that would play a song because like GMTV don't do they that format don't play a chart song do they or do they I don't know. I mean, you're the wrong person. Oh, my God, we're going off topic. We are. Oh, we're talking about... 
But I would, I would. But you asked me about my deep cuts, and then we talked about this, so we it's relevant. Shaman, we talked about Shut KLF. Up. I would, I would recommend John Heap's book about KLF. Yeah. Uh, and there's a documentary called "Who Killed the KLF." It's. I mean, even if you don't like the records, I mean, you don't like the records. What are you doing? But even if you don't like the records, it's an interesting story because they just, yeah, there's just no one else like them, and they they burnt a million quid. Like literal, yeah, literally, literally, and and they can't tell you now why they did it. They can't explain it. Stupid young hedonism. They weren't that young. How old are they? Um, well, I don't know their ages, but um, Bill Drummond, he'd been a, a manager. He managed Echo and the Bunnymen and Teardrop of Explains like, in the early Literally burnt a million, like yeah. a natural yeah. right? Doesn't like that. Yeah. No, it's it's appalling, but yeah. it's an amazing story because they they can't explain why they did it. Yeah, and no, I'm not sure I'd be satisfied with the explanation of yeah, I mean, can't explain why I did it. I mean, they've they've got families, they've got kids. Mm. And I mean, their kids don't like the fact they burn a million. I don't like the fact that they did that. Mm. I that might trouble me until. My death, but um, we should watch that documentary. But anyway, yeah, should we talk about Moomooland? Yeah, Kerrang. yeah, back on topic. Did you read the music from the back and through the front? This is the Kerrang, uh, we're looking at it's 200, oh Christ, 219, I think it's 219, but it's December 1988. Yeah, do you want to describe the cover? So I'll describe the cover, and it is uh, 219. It is. I thought you said 98. Um, so it's... Um, is that a character that I'm meant to know? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, it's okay. just a crazy... It's, I mean, it looks like some sort of... Um, orc slash gremlin... Or something um, with kind of met- metallic um, Freddy Krueger hands ish claws and a Santa hat and flight goggles and a really long tongue and a um, present. Um, I mean, it's kind of what you'd want and what you'd expect from Kurang in. December the 24th. Uh, Halloween, I was going to say. All right. Um, or Christmas Eve. Yeah, it's what you want for Christmas Eve from Kerrang. Um, He's got a little teddy bear, is not he? Yeah, it's... Um, you can call it that. It's... It's... Um, I, I mean, the perspective's confusing. <laughs> the hands and the arms... It's um, confusing, but yeah, I'm you don't want to think too much about. I'm the, not an artist, so I can comment. The anatomy, but, but it's uh, Simon Bisley. Uh, he's done a few uh, images for Kerrang, and uh, we've talked about him before. He did Suffer 2000 AD. Okay, he did Slay the Horned God. Um, he did some Judge Dread stuff, but uh, yeah, this is precisely like the kind of thing. That image you've put up on the screen there looks. Different colours to what I'm looking at on the actual magazine. Well, 
They've definitely enhanced they've it. Scanned they've scanned it, yeah. They've definitely enhanced it. Made it look it. a bit nicer. Because it's not what I'm looking at there. So we've got Free Inside Kick-Ass colour poster. Yeah. Colour with a K. <laughs> 64 pages, giant crossword. No one reading Every- crossword. Oh, everyone reading Kerrang wants a crossword. 88 crossword. metal roundup. Let me guess, first of all, is crossword spelled with a K? No. <gasps> it's spelled with an X. It says X word. Hmm. I think that's a fail. It's got quotes of the year. Can you guess how quotes is spelled? Like, um, either with a Z at the end or quotes like status quotes. Oh, I mean, they've missed a trick by not putting a Z. It's K, K-W-O-T-E-S, the quotes. That's stupid. And massive, more festive features. So wait, they've spelled quotes with a K, <laughs> but they've not spelled crossword with a K. I think that's just the position, the, the graphic design. <laughs> they've not really left enough room to spell out crossword. Maybe that's why they've written yeah. X. But festive features... They've spelt features F E E C H A S. Features. Say that, spell it again. F E E C H A S. Okay. Features. It feels like a I spell. Also, Killer Dwarfs, Metal Church, Metallica, Magnum, Tesla, Kiss, and a sensational Sean Hudson horror story. Nice. Um. So, right, there's a feature about uh, Metal Madness Grips America. Mm-hmm. 1988 will surely go down as America's Year of Metal. And it's just basically saying Def Leppard, Guns N' Roses, Bon Jovi, Poison, uh, Ozzy, Van Halen, of all sold tons of records in the last year. Okay. Basically. So we're in a sort of golden. I mean, I always joke that, oh, this is the golden age of rock. And it clearly isn't. But like in terms of money, in terms of record sales, it is a bit of a golden age. Um, there's a feature about Gary Moore, or a little news feature. Uh, he's got a single called After the War. Um, and the 12-inch version also features a live version of Over the Hills and Far Away. Now, do you know the song Over the Hills and Far Away? No, sing it. I can't sing. Oh, every time. Sing it. I can't sing it. And then I would clearly sing anything. I can't sing it. Still do it. Get over yourself. Um, no one wants to Stop hear me. Stop being so precious. <laughs> no one wants to hear me sing. Oh, goodness. I mean, that's true, but also get over yourself. Right. Should we have a bit of Gary? Yeah. I've got a story about this uh, song. In the hills. I mean, first of all, it's not Over the Hills and Far Away by Led Zeppelin. Get that out, yeah. It makes me want to grab a drum and go into battle. Right? be like, no matter... What side I'm on? Boris. 
You're a fucking ace. It's really right? good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was from the album Wild Frontier, which is the album before this. But do you. I think I should listen to more Go. Do you remember this song from anything? Well, it's a little bit familiar. <laughs> but. Okay. So about 15 years ago, maybe. <laughs> Well, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe even before we were married. Okay. Uh, we went, we went to a horse show, right? And it was like all mystical, and one of the horses was a, a unicorn. I mean, jousting thing. Yeah, yeah. It was like people were riding up and down, and there was a whole thing about there were some evil people, and we took your nephews yes. when yeah. they were little boys, and okay. they're grown men now. Yeah. Okay. And all the music they were playing was like sort of slightly goth slightly celtic yeah and they played this song but not this version and nightwish did a version of this nightwish are a sort of finnish goth sort of flouncy goth sort of symphonic rock band and they did a version of it and they played this song right okay yeah so maybe you remember it from that i mean yeah maybe but I did, I did listen to the Nightwish version, and it's nowhere near as good as this. Well, obviously, look at that guy. I mean, Gary Moore, isn't it? R.I.P. I think I should, I should listen to more Gary Moore. Well, you, you like out in the fields, I like don't you? Fields. I mean, that's a bit Celtic, isn't it? That's a bit sort of. It's it's all like battle music, isn't it? It's, yes. Um, I'm going to go to battle, so what do I need to listen to? And I need to be like. Not like angry. I need to be like emboldened. Yeah. Like I need to think that my I'm on the quest. It doesn't matter what the quest is, but the question is right. And I'm all I'm not full of hatred. I'm full of power, and that's why I'm going into battle. When I was regularly running D and D games, I'd have different playlists for what was going on. Yeah. And I'd have a battle playlist, right? Yeah. And it and it was just all like it was like Dream Theater, Iron Maiden, The Darkness. It was just like <laughs> teenage teenage boy music basically. And I should have put some fucking Gary Moore on it, right? Yeah. So like this is another song from Wild Frontiers called Thunder Rising. Sort of Celtic fantasy rock, the most most played bit. Everything sounds like the montage for getting your shit together to go to battle. Like, like you'd be looking at each other like this is it, and you'd be looking like at the other person like, yeah, this is it, and then you'd be like, right, well, we know what we've got to do, and then it'd be like a montage of right, I'm going to get that backpack out of that cupboard, and I've got that steak I need to put in there, and. I'm going to grab my crossbow and mm, I might need supplies. Are and you fighting vampires? It doesn't matter. Um, stop focusing on the detail. Um, but And then you'd be like, you know, just picking up your supplies and then you might have like a funny supply of, might need this energy drink or something like that. There weren't energy drinks back then, but you know what I mean. Um, and it'd all be a lot of just montage, grabbing lots of stuff to get prepared, like prepared for battle and then, then you go to battle. 
I like. I think there's something about Gary Moore songs that made me <laughs> full what on. No, just full on. Um, sparked my imagination like no other, I yeah. guess. Um, Clearly, yeah. Yeah, but that's that's not me. That's um, so it was, yeah, it's all him because. I remember at the time, it would have been around this time, my friend saying, oh, I saw, I saw Gary Moore do a, a live set on some show. And he said, oh, he's such a good guitarist. He was like stood on the stood on the monitors and like he was playing a solo. And then at one point he was just playing the solo with just one hand and, you know, like typical, typical stuff. And then, then he said, he's too good for that band. And I'm like thinking, what, what are you talking about? It's his band. Like surely he call, he calls the shots, but I think my friend wanted Gary Moore to do heavier stuff, right. you know, because it was just a little bit too melodic and a bit poppier than I think he'd like, you know, because he was proper into. I think Iron Maiden was like the softest thing he liked, right? You know, okay, he, he liked Motorhead and Megadeth and stuff. Yeah, it's fair enough. There's your Gary Moore facts. Got another news feature. Yeah. The world's greatest human being, Sir Michael Bolton, has completed several songs for his latest album, as yet entitled, a follow-up to The Hunger. The album will be recorded early next year in the US. No release date has been set. Isn't it weird, Kerrang talking about Michael Bolton and not making fun of him? Yeah. They're they're talking about him as if he's just some cool dude. When did... um... He might go. He used to be so normal. Come out. When did that come out? Oh, let's let's. Uh, let's be a doctor or a lawyer. Something normal like that. Normal, huh? Everybody's crazy. <laughs> Sorry. So every time I think I'm not going to sing on this one because I'll just stop. And every time. It's a song by Michael Bolton. It says here. Uh, 85, so that's before this. But it's way before he was doing his sole provider. Uh, for, but but let's not get into Michael Bolton bashing. I'm not, I'm not bashing anything. His ballady songs, pick it or not, were fucking good. That's why we're still talking about him today. I don't know. I, I mean, like, like, take that. I, at the time, I sort of felt I needed to dislike him. Yeah, obviously. But now you're an adult, you can admit that you like him. You know the song, Can I Touch You There? <laughs> yeah. I think, you although, deep inside. I think it's called Can I Touch You Dot 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 There. I mean, he doesn't then hide the lead if he says, Touch You Deep Inside. Right. You what, Michael? You know how. There's something you don't like and you just are, like, are able to just not think about them. Mm, most things I don't like, I, I so obsessively think about them. I always think that song is like, I sort of want to listen to it now and sort of hate listening to it. Like, it's like Human Centipede. I just sort of can't not look. Do you know what I mean? Can I touch you there? Yeah. Put because it it's about, it's about, it's him being sexual and I don't want to think about He's, it. Pure sex, that man. He's never hidden that lead. He's pure sex. <laughs> there was him on top of the pops once doing that song, and you know it's got like a sax part. Obviously, going like I think bop, all bop, of bop, 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 like a kind of 
that kind of thing. And they got the person they got to mind that was a very small, petite woman. And they gave her like a sax that was almost the size of her. And it's like, yeah, she's putting a big, hard thing in her mouth. And we're supposed to find that. Maybe that's that's you. Maybe that's you. I mean, maybe it is. Because maybe I wouldn't have looked at that and thought anything other than it's a someone with a saxophone. Mm. Mm. Well, we'll maybe that's it. Well, well, we don't know. Not News about you, I heap. They're taking a break from recording the new album to headline a Christmas rock festival ah. in Forsheim, West Germany, on December 23rd. Nice. And I thought, oh, that's like a Christmas rock festival sounds good, doesn't it? And then I looked it up and I didn't recognise any of the other bands. And I suspect it wasn't, it was just sort of around Christmas. Right. It wasn't Christmas music. Well, no, I wouldn't imagine it was. Although Germany is sort of the home of Christmas, isn't it? True. Blue vine. Blue vine. Um, uh, Christmas markets. Uh, Christmas chocolate. Gingerbread houses. That was gingerbread, yeah. yeah. Gingerbread and um, stuff. The land of chocolate, aren't they? Yeah, true. Um, there's a article about St. James. The glam outfit put together by former Tiger Tales vocalist Stevie James um, lined up the debut, debut live appearance. It's at London's Camden Palace. So do your hair and get down there. Well, I mean, like, that's a news article. I like that. There's a, there's a very exciting thing on the next page. Can you guess who it's about? Kiss? No, more exciting uh... to me. Frog. Yes, right. So this is this is like a this is a find, right? So Marillion still seeking a new vocalist. So Fish is left. Okay, they're looking for a vocalist. They haven't got one, but they played a show for fan club members, Liverpool Royal Court, with former Rage singer Dave Lloyd handling vocals. Uh, the band played a six-song set. Uh, afterwards, Dave Lloyd, a longtime friend of the band, told Mayhem, what we proved was that another voice can make the songs work. The songs stand up on their own, and that was the object of the exercise. As to whether or not I'm the new vocalist, I don't think so. It was just something they asked me to do, and I think they're just looking for someone a bit younger than me. Then again, they may not find anyone suitable. Would I join? Does a shark shit in the sea? <laughs> but obviously we know we now know Dave Lloyd did not join the band, but I have no idea that in between Fisher leaving and Steve Hogarth joining, they were playing shows with, you know, some other guys. So that's a... It's interesting. I mean, Marillion fans, that's going to blow your mind. They probably already all knew it. And blow your mind a little bit strong, maybe, but I mean, mildly interesting. I think you misunderstand. Trying to think of words. Do you know, as I get older, it gets worse. <laughs> Just wait till you think of words. Um, yeah, never gonna, never gonna think of a word. I'm just gonna draw a Good. discreet line under that. So what we can surmise is I'm right. Um, so communi- communication this yeah. week. Um. Basically, all of the letters, pretty much all the letters are, are complaining 
about there's a, a guy, a writer called Stefan Chirazzi has written a, a review of Man of War. Yeah. Where he's basically said he doesn't like them. Mm. And it's just full of letters slagging him off. So again, him off for saying for, he doesn't for like saying them. anything bad about them. Right. Uh, I mean, just just yeah. for context, that is Man of War. I don't know if you're familiar with Man of War. Um, I'm familiar with the name. Yeah. What do you I mean? When I'm looking at the picture, I want to know more. Can you, like, see, can you see why this is so popular? Hundred percent. Like, I would be a fan based on that picture alone. I don't need to hear the music. I mean, how would you describe it? Hot. Hotness. Hotness. Eighties um, hotness. So, quote: "Kings of Metal" is probably the best album released this decade, with the exception of the other five Man of War albums. Oh. They certainly possess the best singer and best bass player, brackets, and probably the best drummer too. So let's see some decent Man of War articles, not the crap we get from Chirazzi. Next letter. What a waste of time, effort, and money sending a donkey head like Chirazzi to New York to conduct an interview with a group he certainly doesn't like or understand. So a bit more, a bit more. Then he goes, thank you, Stefan. You made yourself look a right shit ass. Shit ass. I've never heard that that would be totally the sort of thing my dad would say. Do you know what I was about to say? I, I didn't know whether to say it or not, but I thought that is the sort of thing your dad would say. I mean, this, this letter is from Dicko the Warlord in West Midlands. So that's, that's near where I'm from. It could be your dad. Well, I don't think it's my dad. It could be. Well, he didn't like Man of War. Well, as, as far as I know. It could be like a troll. Just stirring shit for no reason. Ryan is crying for no reason. Stirring shit. Shit ass is just something people in West, the West Midlands say. Um, next third letter. Why don't you just fuck off and die, Stevin Chirazzi? You complete another arsehole. I hope you choke to death on those pathetic words you wrote about Man of War. Are they too hard for you? Too loud and beefy for you? You wimp. Imagine, right, imagine. Because what we've got to remember when we're reading these, is that this is not a spur-of-the-moment typing in a frenzied, I've had a bit to drink, I'm a bit tired, I've had a right day at work. It's not a YouTube I'm going to just, you know, type it on my phone now and send it off. This is a fucking letter. A letter. It's a by a stamp. A pen and paper letter. So when you've got your anger out, you, so you're feeling the anger, you've then got to find a pen and paper. And then you've then got to pen your letter, right? So you've got to maintain that frustration at his words against Manowar. And then you've got to write it down. And then you, you've got to think, yep, this definitely needs sending. So you've then got to write the envelope to Kerrang and then put it in the envelope and then get a stamp and then take it to the post box. All this absolute effort to make sure that your letter in response to someone's random, completely, completely relevant opinion about something gets to them. Mad. Absolutely mad. So this letter's from Simon in Birmingham. Shit ass. This is going to ruin Man of War, and if I ever see Stevin Chirazzi, I'm going to ruin him. Oh. Uh, so Kerrang, sack that bastard Chirazzi. Sack. Kerrang, sack that bastard Stefan and get a decent reviewer to do the band soon. Simon Birmingham. P.S. Man of War killed. Jesus Christ. This poor journalist. 
written. Like, what did he write? We don't even know what he wrote. Uh, we'll have to find issue 217. Oh, my God. Um, it was just some, the same way they write about everything of, it's written a bit like, everything is. Everything's like that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, there's a couple of letters about Iron Maiden on tour. Uh, I picked this part out. Maiden are not as young as they were, so you can't expect the same sort of energy out of these guys. That They are just one hell of a great band, and they should never give it up as long as they enjoy it. Mega lols that we're watching them 20, 20, 30 years later. <laughs> how, how many years later is it? Is it, is it more than 30 years later? It's more than 30, Yeah, 93 Shut up. Years. So it's Shut 35. Up. Shut up. Stop it. That's older than people I work with. <laughs> the difference in age of all us adults. So there's a... Oh, that was from Mark Metalmouth in Sheringham. Uh, okay. The next letter is from Murph with a 12-foot penis. Oh. Uh, he's also talking about uh, Iron Maiden, but he's talking about the support band who were killer dwarfs. Um, in my view, they were much better than Iron Maiden. Um, given the chance the dwarfs are going to be immense, it was Rust Dwarf who particularly impressed me by standing on his head, falling over, riding tricycles, and even diving into the audience and running around the theatre while singing as powerfully as ever. So Fair enough, apart from the falling over. Was that... Because I can fall over. It seems a weird thing to include. Shepard, do you ride tricycles and dive into the audience while singing powerfully? I could... 100% ride a tricycle. And then, what's the rest? Dive into the audience. Uh, dive into the audience and running around the theatre while singing. I could do that. Standing on your head? Uh, no, well, no, I don't really want to. But tricycle, running around. But it's just the falling over. A tricycle for a heavy metal band is like quite a. No, it's creepy. It's like sore. No. Maybe that's what they were. That's what they were, they were the, getting. At. Yeah, they were the. Um, what do you call it? Prelude precursor. Yeah. It's the right word. To sore. Precursor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's an advert. I want you to describe what's going. I don't think this is a good advert. So I want you to describe what's going on. Because it's an advert for it's, Fist, the interactive I'm so bothered by the nostrils on that image. The man. What's wrong with his nostrils? I hand, I'll hand it back right now and you look at his nostrils and you ask me again what's wrong with his nostrils. Apart from his, he's got his nostrils and then they've drawn his nostrils on his nose seemingly or something. I think that's just a shadow. No, that's not. No, that's... You, are you looking at that picture and you need to try and tell me it's normal? Actually, now, now you've said that, all I can see is a sort of pig snout. Yes. No, but it's weird. Well, maybe that's meant to be like it. Oh, yeah. It's very confusing. Right. That aside, I mean, the awful, awful, awful picture aside, it's obviously meant to be some picture that, ah, some wolf has broken through and it's fist. And there's blood on the end of the claws because danger. Um, it's purporting to be a sort of middle of the road, easy listening singer, isn't it? And then 
that's been destroyed by the fist monster. Yeah, but I mean, if you're going to make the middle of the road singer in this poster way weirder <laughs> than the monster coming through it, so I'm I cannot stop looking at. No... Just like oh my god, there's so much, so much. It's like someone's got like a load of pencils that are really freshly sharpened, and they're really excited about the amount of shading they can do. That's what's going on here. But the nostrils are the the nostrils are so wrong. It's upset. It's I can't believe that you don't see this, I, an artist. What, what? I right. couldn't. Okay, look, look. Right, the nostrils are meant to be under there. They're meant to be under there. Yeah. On a normal picture, there'd be nothing there over the nose, right? That your nostrils under there. But what they've done for some reason is draw the nostrils on top. So that's like me drawing. Look, look at my face. Look at my face. Draw the nostrils there. That's like there. Now you said that, I see it. Right. But I couldn't see that before. That's the first thing I saw. And it's an airbrush illustration. It's awful, isn't it? And that's—I mean—it's so distracting that you you would only realise the monster way after. And that's meant to be the point of it, isn't it? Dead easy listening, yeah. Um. So, yeah. I don't know what you want me to think about this. Well, I mean, you've blown my mind with that nose thing. <laughs> Did she just turn the piano on? Yes. Oh. So the cat's just got on the keyboard. Have you finished? Or I was on a, I was on a call. <laughs> I was on a Zoom uh, Teams call the other day at work and then nearly shot myself because she did <laughs> She switched she, that on. But how did she turn it on? Because it's a really small indent. Like you, you have to hold it down. Yeah. So she must have just sat there for a bit and turned it on and then decided to do a bit of playing. Oh. She's so cute. Um, well, I hope you enjoyed that, listeners. Um, so for engagement on this podcast, I'm going to ask the listeners to look yeah. at this image when I post on Instagram and tell yeah. me if you think he's meant to have a weird pig nose. I mean, he's got weird ears as well. I feel like they've scanned a picture in or something and they've drawn over it or something and then they've... Someone's had a brain fart and thought I need to put nostrils in and and has got confused about everything. There's too much going on in this advert. You know when you you did art classes and you really learned about shading yeah. with pencils and you really went hard and then you went <laughs> soft and then you did the sort of blow with your finger. Do you remember that whole thing? Yeah, like yeah. that was like and you felt like a right artist, like you felt legit. Like professional doing that, yeah. Like, look at me blurring the pencil, and like that. When you you know you're twelve and you think you're the fucking shit doing that. That's what this is, but worse. Uh, so got shading on his head. Look at his <laughs> forehead, and the amount of detail his hair is annoying me. It's like they've drawn in each individual hair strand and then forgotten that the nose is mental. Awful. The thing that bothered me about that is... Everything. That 
that sort of thing would normally be a photograph. It's like Des O'Connor or Val Dunican or whatever. It would be a photograph. So why not just mock it up and get a weird looking guy and these? Maybe five hundred pounds to spare to make someone draw that. I guess. Uh, Who knows? Did you ever do the fist interactive telephone fantasy game? Yeah, all the time. It's a lot like um, Adventure Call, <laughs> I, I would imagine. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I did all the time. We'll put some really Adventure Call on the video playlist. Yes. Alcan Hoof. It's Lemmy again. We always talk about Lemmy. Yeah. Uh, so because it's, I mean, it wouldn't have been the last issue of the year, but it's getting to the end of the year. It's Christmas issue. I guess they wanted to pad it out a bit. They got some classic quotes. Yeah. Uh, so I'll read you out Those a couple of... Quotes okay. Uh, yeah, quotes okay. Sheila W. What's this? Alice Cooper. Alice thrives on violence. If something happens on stage I don't like, Alice can beat the shit out of it. Um, quote from Jimmy Page discussing White Snake's Still of the Night video. There's a part where the guitarist starts playing with a bow. I actually fell around laughing. I fell on the ground laughing. I mean, Jimmy Page's thing in concert would be plays guitar with a violin bow. So obviously when people do it now, they're sort of homaging. And he fell about <laughs> laughing at that. You wouldn't have thought it'd be that funny. Um, <clears throat> Messiah Markelin from Candlemas says, I'll do a bit of stage diving. I'll kill three people each time. I think he was quite a big lad. Ah, lovely. Um, I'm going to read you a quote now. You've got to guess who said it, someone we've talked about. I found Today. I found out that Vince Neal wasn't dead. That was a bummer, you know. Other. Matthew Tripp. I don't know if you remember Matthew Tripp, the Nicky Six. Got Ian from Anthrax. No matter how much you say you have no image, you... You have an image because by having no image, that's your image. I'd agree with that. I mean, that sounds back back to front and stupid, but it's absolutely no, right, agree. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, this is, I don't know if you know the band Kicks, but Steve Whiteman of Kicks says, if I see a girl with the nicest set of tits, I drag her up on stage. Oh, cute. I mean, I don't know if she wants to be dragged up on stage. Okay, I've got another one for you to guess. Right, this is someone we have talked about in the past. Probably quite a lot. Right. Probably most episodes. Axel Rose. Well, let me read it to you first. Rose. If something erotic... If something... She starts waiting on the guy. If something's erotic, it starts in my head, usually the one on my shoulders, and then it makes its way someplace else. Oh, my God. Um, I mean... The subject makes me think of Paul Stanley. It is, it is Paul Stanley. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> because that's, yeah, okay. Which get AI. I don't need to explain which why. Get AI to do that in a Paul Stanley voice. King Diamond. Okay. I've always been fascinated by weird old ladies. Yeah, same. I mean, there's no, there's no context there. Doesn't need to um, are, are you familiar with the band The Mac Lads? No. Um, That's a lame name. Well, they they were from Macclesfield. 
Um, That's the worst. That's... Mutley from MacLads says, there's only a limited amount of times you can sing about beer and shagging. No, there's not. You're wrong. Well, I mean, the MacLads records I heard, they were all about beer and shagging. Right. Michael Caton says... There's a bad motherfucker right there, Tom Jones. You ever heard him do any rock and roll? He sings his ass off. Um, yeah. I don't know Michael Caton, but, you know. Bad motherfucker's not one. <laughs> Jumped up, but... I'm not going to, I've got some quiz questions for you, but maybe we'll do that in a later episode. I've actually worked out a quiz. They're not Christmas with a K related. Quiz, quiz Christmas. No, they're just metal okay. related. Um, so here we have an article about the killer dwarfs. Okay. Uh, they're Canadian. Um, with a K? <laughs> I just can't hear anything now. The Karanga have literally ruined. I think of everything with a K. They ruined everything. I mean, this is this is quite a good feature for Christmas. Quite a good the K. I'm so the, sorry. The angle of this article is they've got, it's, it's like Watchdog. They've got them testing uh, Christmas crackers. Ah, cute. And Russ, Daryl, Mike, and Ronald grappled with the giant cracker provided by Kerrang Secretary Scarlett Smith. But the combined might of all the small type people failed to produce the big bang necessary to get the thing open. So we can only speculate on the contents. Well, they yeah. couldn't get the cracker open. Is that what they're trying to tell us? I mean, I guess it was a giant. How? Oh. I mean, it's not that big. Oh, is it? my God. So they, they, they have to just speculate on the insides. Uh, Russ did manage to crack a gateway cracker, priced four ninety nine for a box of twenty, which seems a lot for nineteen eighty eight. That's a lot it, from Gateway. Um, got a party hat, what a surprise, and a genuine metal bottle opener. Great man, he exclaimed. I'll call home and tell them not to bother with a present now. Ronald, which is a good rock name, pulled a Woolworth special, two pound forty nine for a box of twelve. That's bit, quite good. A bit more like yeah, it. Yeah. He was rewarded with a tiny plastic man and a midget green ship, uh, which he couldn't use due to recurring seasickness. No hat. Mike opted for a co-op cracker, two ninety nine for twelve. That's um, wow, a green comb, man. Sack my makeup staff now. Oh, those little plastic shitty combs. <laughs> I properly remember those. I think you can see it. Nice. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Low cost provided another plastic ship. Hey, it's the same as Ronald's. And these were cheaper. The football cracker can produce a team photo and a badge of Sheffield United. Hey, who are they? He asked. Are they any good? So. Brilliant. There we leave Killer Dwarf. I remember going to our um, local corner shop and uh, I had a friend staying over. And she was going to be staying over the night before Christmas Eve, so the 
the night of the 23rd. And I just thought it was like mental that she was going to be in our house on Christmas Eve. Like that just felt like that's, you know, crazy. Yeah. And um, I, before she came, I went to the corner shop to buy some crackers. Um, and there were those ones that were made out of like that crepe paper that didn't really pull, you know, and you, so you'd have to really yeah. pull it to yeah. make it break. And they had like, you know, that the sticker on the front. So it's just a sticker on it. Yeah. Great time. That, that, I mean, that's, that's, that's it. But um, yeah. I like uh, early 90s and crackers and Christmas and 80s. Um, what's the best thing you've ever got in a cracker? Mm, that's a really good question. I mean, other than the classic mini screwdrivers, because they're genuinely, obviously, the more you amass as an adult, the more likely you are to find them when you need them, because you are going to need them at some point, probably once every three years well, on christmas day if you get something that's got batteries and got a yeah screw. there's a bunch of adults you don't need those but the likelihood is you take them home you shove them in a drawer and then you do that for five years mm. so you have about 20 maybe that's a lot maybe less than that fewer than that fewer than that 20 a uh, 10 over five years and then you put them in various places because they're small and then the one time you might need them you might be able to find them. that's a good thing um, mini playing cards. That's always a, a good. Classic. That's always yeah. good. Yeah. Um, no love for the little fish that tells you what your emotions are. Fortune telling fish. Yeah. Although I've got like oddly cold hands, I <laughs> so I feel like it, it just, doesn't really. It just says you're dead. Has a chance. It doesn't have a chances. Um, chances. Chance of. Um, Accurately, give my future. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, that's probably the best things. They're all good. I hate hate hats that are really big, slightly too big, and I've got a big head. But I hate hats that are so big and they sort of start to slip down. So you spend the whole meal sort of shoving up, Mm. just like half a centimetre and it becomes very very irritating but you are committed to wearing the hat aren't you yeah of course like some because... people don't even put them on yeah you have to oh yeah I mean I'm with you on the on yeah, hat wearing sure yeah but you've Christmas. got a bigger head than yeah. me but I mean even a big head but I've got a big head I don't think your head's that big it is no it is a sort of roundup of the year but it's all stuff we've sort of talked about in previous episodes uh, there's a quote from lemmy from uh february issue there are two types of people good people and bastards yeah i mean i mean you can't argue that you can't you can't argue with that um march was the first time they talked about matthew trip the okay. nikki six doppelganger uh and they've talked about him Again in May, and again 
I remember when I first went through these magazines, it was interesting because you can see... Mm. Yeah, his conversation and... Um, you can see why he's convinced himself that it's true. I mean, there's a picture of him here, and he does not look like 86. Looks more like Pete Doherty there. He does look like Pete Doherty. Hmm? It's a rock <laughs> uh, Yeah, and they talk about him again in November, and obviously in this one as well. Uh, in April, we have the stories about Iron Maiden with their... Uh, ladies. Sexy ladies promoting Can I Play With Madness? Um, and the Tom Jones joins Black Sabbath story. So they were very early episodes for oh, us. Oh, I remember those. Um, in May, there's this story about um, Poison being sued by the Swedish band Easy Action. Okay. Don't know if you remember that. Um, shall we go with yeah? <laughs> they were sued over the song I Want Action. And yes, and you played me something that yeah, and it was did sound exactly like exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you know, I mean, it's unintentional plagiarism is a thing. Well, there's no new ideas, and there's only so many chords. So, yeah. absolutely, do they? Um, right. Flanders. That was at Flanders. <laughs> um, yeah. So talking about. Matthew Tripp again in November. He's lost his court case against the crew. Because <laughs> um, he's a liar. I... Okay. <laughs> I'm going to cough all over that. Don't put he's a liar because he might come back and sue me. Well. So take that out because he's a weirdo. Oh, he... no. Is he dead? Yeah, he's... Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. You can't use any of this. So, wait. So start again. So... Um, yeah, so Matthew Tripp lost his court case okay. against the, the crew. Yeah. Right. Okay. In November. Yeah. Right. And they still talked about him. So we've got picks of the year, yeah. right? And two of the picks of the year have been ripped out. Oh. So we don't know what they are, but I've got the digital version. We can look at what was ripped out and we can guess, we can speculate as to what our original correspondent who bought these magazines on his wall. Exciting. Right, so that's one. That's ripped out. Yeah. So would you like to describe that? It's a Ross Halfin picture of uh Hetfield. Yeah. Um not in the usual Hetfield. No. He's sort of posing like a page three girl. Yeah. Um, I mean, for Hetfield, he looks all right. If you're into. The, the description is James has always been interested in becoming a male model and he's open to offers from anyone interested in employing the services of a thrash metal hunk. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and on the other side was. Nice. Oh, well, so that was on the other side. That was on the other side. So he might have had that up. He might have had. It's a. Kiss in their eighties. I'd have gone with that. Yeah, that's a that is a good picture. Do you know Paul Stanley's son plays guitar? Yeah, yeah. And well, on Instagram he yeah, shares, I think his, shares his band. Yeah. Um. So pick on fourth page. Um. 
It's by Ray Palmer. And he said, you could photograph a Zodiac mine walk shopping in Tesco's and the man would still be rock and roll. I've chosen this shot for the, that very reason, rock and roll. So there, there is Zodiac mind walk. Ooh. So would you like to describe? Can you hang Yeah. Um, just sexy face. I think he was involved with the KLF at some point. Looks like he could be an extra in Lost Boys. He has got a bit of a Lost Boys vibe, but yeah. do you know what, right? Earlier it's the jacket, on today, it's the embellishments on the jacket, it's the dark hair, it's the dashing good looks. All right. Um, Come on, you handed it to me. I'm going to show you... Pick of the year. Not just me thinking it. I'm going to show you the video to Prime Mover, which is their big hit. Are you familiar with this song? No. We'll just, I'll just play you a bit. I mean, it's a fucking good rocking song. Right, why have I noticed this? It's, it's pretty oh, fucking nice. And he's sexy too. I mean... I'll give you the synopsis. I think it's like a girl's school. They're smashing in. They come in a spaceship. They're smashing I into it. don't need to know. And I actually don't care. They're sending these girls sexually crazy because they're prime movers. And there's a really good bit at the end. I'm going to... Obviously, you can watch, watch this at your leisure. I will. The, the squares are coming in. Obviously, yeah, of course. And all these girls, they just want to rock out. And oh, they and just exploded their heads. I mean, sorry, look at that. <laughs> it's like Billy Worth's brother. <laughs> I've got, I'm thinking now, have I done the right thing? Uh, you've done the right thing. I'm going to show you. have done the very right thing. I'm going to show you the very end of the video. So they're, they're going back off in a spaceship. Now, what does that remind you of? It's um, darkness, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, and the darkness always had a spaceship. They were always on a spaceship in the video. It says Star Trekking. <laughs> That's across the universe. I mean, it's... Always universe. It's the... Uh, it's the level of um, special effects, isn't it? So, so remind, don't let me forget this. Let me. It's on the playlist. I don't... You don't, you, don't look, you don't follow us on YouTube. I do, of course I do. Um, I definitely, definitely do that. Uh, Zodiac what? Mind warp. Zodiac. Mind warp. I think he used to work with Kerrang. He was like a designer or something. Well, he was some kind of ligger. 30 videos. Yeah. Is that, that put, is that that right? Trying to have any content, that's not right. Oh, wait, there you go. That's not videos. I mean, if you want this um, picture of Zodiac to put up in the house, I mean, it's still, it's still up for grabs. All right. And so that is pretty much the end of the issue. 
Mm. There's a there's a short story by Sean Hudson, but as we established, <laughs> this is thirty five years. Shut ago. your stupid face! No one even asked you, by the way. So just, um, it was two years ago, and I'm nineteen, so I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, so before we go, before we leave, yeah, our beloved listeners, yeah, um. Let's just have a quick roundup of what's your favourite Christmas songs. Step into Christmas and Last Christmas. Okay, good, good classics. Yeah. Um, favourite Christmas film. Scrooge and uh, Polar Express. Nice. And Home Alone. Okay, well that's for you. You can have as many as you want. Yeah. Um, and I was going to ask you about adverts, but I think we covered that. Oh, always. <laughs> Nineteen eighteen till nineteen ninety nine, all adverts that were in the UK. Everything from about first November to end of December. Did you know? Did you watch that one you sent me, the nineteen eighty three one? I watch all. Did you notice Rula Lenska was in it? Um, <laughs> and did don't you know- start doing that, that cat thing. Or did you notice she was surrounded by lions? Oh God! Lions no, are a type of cat. Stop it! Um, Have I killed your erection even further now? <laughs> you made it grow inwards. <laughs> oh, what am I talking about? Um, stop it. You will have to add context for our listeners because some people don't know. No, there's no about. one listening who's not seen. Do you want me George. to be the cat? <laughs> there we have it. Um, Merry Christmas. Do you remember when, what was it we were, we were doing once where we actually kept watching that clip? We, like, couldn't get away from it. Do you remember? I mean, it was probably Limmy. No, but it was something else. But, like, I don't like that clip. I didn't need to see it the first time. And then we were watching something, and it it was like a, this is it, and then it was a recap, and then it was, do you remember this? And it, it, it was like it kept showing us that clip. I mean, it was probably Channel 5 most cringiest moments Maybe. or something. But I just feel like I've been forced to watch that clip so many times. Or TV night. Like, I mean, they're weird. Things voluntarily talk, we're talking about now, but... Um, yeah. Have a cracking Christmas at Woolworths. The, um, the 1981 version of that, they, they shout out the Genesis Abacab for one ninety nine. They hold up the Genesis album. Final for one ninety nine. Yeah, wow. yeah. You could get uh, Woolworth stocked records back then. Wow. But they, you know, they foreground Genesis. So someone got Genesis Abacab for Christmas in eighty one from Woolworths. What an age that what, must have been. What an age. I mean, Woolworths was great. Those adverts were the mad, aren't they? Because it's just like anyone vaguely famous they could get their hands on. But Woolworths was great. Well, my vague memories of it, but it's such a long time ago. Long ago, I remember I used to work in, like you know, place of business before this place of business in the centre of the city. Yeah, and there was Woolworths there. Yeah, I got my lunch. Not that old, you know. It's like it's not. Ten hundred million years. It's not. We're not talking about fossils here. It existed as a shop. I remember going in and buying. Um, it was they had like. I mean, the, you know, this shows my age, but 
you could buy three tapes for something like a tenner or something. Some mm. it'll be in a bargain. And um, so I wanted to buy Christmas tapes, the cassette tapes, obviously. And um, I bought some sort of I can't remember what the two the the, the other two are like normal human would have wanted to listen to these cassettes. <laughs> and then I bought a Wurlitzer one, a Wurlitzer Christmas, and I didn't know what a Wurlitzer was, but I was wanting to buy Christmas yeah. stuff. And when I got home, I cannot tell you how utterly disappointed I was at a Wurlitzer Christmas because it's 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 the I mean, if you don't grow up in a seaside town, a Wurlitzer is not Christmas for you. It holds no Christmas memories. It's the it's the worst thing. Ever. And I was like, oh, so this is what a Wurlitzer was. So I've spent, and like back then, you didn't have so much money like now. Was any just, of these? What is on cassette? Um, I mean, should we have a bit of Wurlitzer? Uh, you can, yeah, you can try it. It'll be as bad as you can imagine. Um, it's, but it was so, so disappointing. It's just realizing. Oh, that's what that is. See, that, see, this doesn't sound that bad. Sounds all right. No, but it, it was worse than this. It was. This feels like high quality compared to what I had on tape. Well, this is volume two. No, well... I mean, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I think... Grew up in a seaside town, so it doesn't. It's stupid. It to me, it's that's. Oh God, it was so bad, but that is when I realised what a Wurlitzer was. So it was educational, if nothing else. Oh, so bad. <laughs> but um. All right, that's enough. So a third of my purchase was just. I couldn't take it back. It was um, so bad. Well, but I did have um, Jack Bunny Christmas. Oh, we should put that on the playlist because you can go on that, that on YouTube. It's the Jack Bunny um, Christmas party. But I think the Christmas party. The um, version I had on tape was slightly different to sometimes the version you get on because there's some songs and they're all covers that I go into still now. Into the next song that would have been on the Jive Bunny mix. Um, they obviously aren't a normal. Well, yeah, no, that's, I think that's a front cover, but whether or not that's the version I had is. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Fucking brilliant. Absolutely fucking brilliant. Oh, this is grade A nostalgia. Absolutely. We used to listen to this tape constantly. You know, you'd only hear about two thirds of every song yeah. because it'd go into the next song, and then obviously I didn't know that they were all shit covers. <laughs> I thought this was the actual song. You thought that was actual album? <laughs> well, yeah. Because back then, what do you have to, to compare it to? I mean, this is one hour fifteen. Oh my absolute. Bangers, listen to it from the beginning to end. Bangers, and then it's got like some carols on there and stuff. It's not just all. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant! It's got White Christmas. It's brilliant. 
Um, Get it on the playlist. It's good. Little Saint Nick, Saviour's Day. Oh, should we? Yeah, should have a bit of Saviour's Day. Day. Maybe this is where my love for Saviour's Day came. And Rabbit. I mean, that's a good cliff impression. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah. What's it going to? Oh, sh- I should know this. If I was singing it, I'd probably be able to go into it. Waiting for, uh, waiting for, waiting for. It's so good. I miss the days when there was a 2D animated bunny that was a DJ. Mixing oh. all the hits of the 60s. 60s, people 70s, in the, uh, beyond. Check, 80s. check it out. This is the last song. It was the only tape we had. So if you, if you, we've obviously got a home video of Christmas 95 and we, um, you'll hear this in the background. That's not a real orchestra. Is it going to fade? It's fade. Oh, so good. 10 out of 10. All right, we'll we'll leave it there. We'll leave Jive Bunny and his master mixes. Yeah, end on Jive Bunny is the absolute best way to end this. Well, I love, I believe in Father Christmas. Father. You're so like, um, we used to watch the Line the Witch of the Wardrobe. I've shown you that video, haven't I? Yeah. And um, for some reason, I think they're all from your neck, neck of the woods. And they go, Father Christmas, Father Christmas. And they say like you do, Father Christmas, Father, Father Christmas. Christmas. And yeah, they're just proud to say like you do. Mm. Well, it's Father Christmas. Narnia might have been in the West Father Midlands Christmas. as well. I'm not posh, but I say Father Christmas. But you go, Father Christmas. Father Christmas. Father. Christmas. Father. Father. Well, we say father and we say shit ass. Shit ass and father Christmas. <laughs> Have a shit ass Christmas. And a jive bunny new year. And like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Follow us on everything. Write us a review. Love and, you. No, maybe we don't uh, do that. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. See you next year. Bye bye.